Hey there, welcome to the Pine Island Experience Podcast. I'm Joanna Anderson with my husband, Trigby. Each of our episodes will be conversations with fellow Pine Islanders. The goal of our podcast is to share with you our experiences, what we have found to be fun, and what makes the Pine Island Experience so unique. had a friend making little seashell art and really there wasn't a whole lot in in that shop when I opened very really very little I just kind of made the space look smaller so the store looked fuller I kind of cut cut things off and uh, then I built I built up and now I have a very nice selection of products and and gifts unique and I work with turkey I work with uh, an Indian import company. I work with a lot of locals and I just really have gotten pretty good at it. If I must say so myself, I, it, because it's quality, it's not about tourism. To me, it's really about community. I'm my, my focus is on the residents of Pine Island and earning a customer. It's not about the sales that day. It's about did I get a customer today? Because I have customers from back in 2009 in December when I opened. They're still customers of mine. That's how I look at the value of the people that come into my shop. I don't look at them as, you know, a sale. I look at them as a potential long-term customer, which probably most of my friends are my customers. You just heard Patty Sweeney speaking about how she built up her business, Sweeney's SOS in Bokelia, just past the center on Pine Island. This is a story about a very courageous and determined woman who follows her passions. Patty taught herself how to create all natural soaps, open and grow a lovely store on the island, and fill it with beautiful products and gifts. Patty's focus is about community, the residents of Pine Island, and earning a customer by providing quality. Here's Patty. Welcome, Patty Sweeney. It's so nice you're here. I appreciate you coming and saying you'd come right on the spot. I dropped in at your place and you said, sure. So thank you. I love your place, as you know, and um, you have wonderful items in, in there. And now you've expanded, so we have to talk about that too, but welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. The, the first thing we do, as you know, um, we talk about your background and... Um, where you grew up and um, how you got here. So if you could bring us up to date on your, on your history Absolutely. before coming here. So I'm from a family. Uh, we ha- I had a large family. My mother and father had 10 children. And all of us were born in Washington, D.C. And then we uh, eventually uh, landed in Rockford, Illinois after moving around a little bit. My father was a purchasing agent, and uh, he worked, like, for Honeywell and stuff. So when I was in about fifth grade, we landed in Rockford, Illinois, and that's where most of my siblings reside. And um, and then when my—I'm a, I'm a mother. I'm a single mother. Um, I had my one and only when I was 30, and once he graduated high school, I used to bring him— to Florida on vacations because in July, because all the rates were down and we'd just fly into Tampa and 
hit the beaches over there. And I always said, well, once he graduates, I'm going to move to Florida. And, and that's what I did three months after he graduated. <laughs> Brilliant plan. Yeah. Back then is when the um, the mortgage business was, uh, I, my background is uh, production manufacturing. I was a machinist most of my life. And um, knowing that I was moving to Florida, I decided to get in the mortgage business because it was really booming and it was a mortgage brokerage company on every block. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, trained to be a mortgage loan processor uh, in Colorado. So when I got here, I could I could easily find a job. And that's what I did. And uh, I got here in 2005. I was in the, the mortgage business. And then um, in 2009, I went back to Colorado, uh, which was where I lived for 25 years. I, after I graduated high school, I went to beautiful Evergreen, Colorado and raised my son, lived there 25 years before I moved here. And um, I, when I went back to visit in 2009, I ended up working for a soap shop. Fell in love with it and then decided that, because I liked Florida and I wanted to live in Florida and the mortgage Business went in the crapper. Um, I I asked uh, the mom and pop shop could could I franchise off of them? They're very successful. And uh, she looked at me and she just said no. She says, <laughs> <laughs> "Why don't you just do your own thing?" And I said, "Okay, well that's what I'll do then." And I um, ordered six hundred bars. Of custom soaps to be delivered to the Flamingo Island flea market in Bonita Springs. And I flew back to Florida and I opened up shop back in December, 2009 with 600 bars of soap. Wow. That was courageous. It, it was, I was determined to live in Florida. Mm -hmm. I had, uh, when I was in the mortgage business, I had little part-time gigs cause it's just a three day market and I managed a store and, um, I liked it. I liked, mm -hmm. I liked meeting all the people, meeting all the interesting vendors, entrepreneurs. You you have everything over there, and um, so I knew I, I that's where I wanted to be, and I, I did that for four years. Wow. And were you making soaps at that time? No, actually, um, it was shortly after I opened. So the mom and pop. Mm -hmm. um, I I remember when I when I place that order and before I left I told them that I was going to be their best wholesale customer that they had wow. and then I actually <laughs> achieved that goal you made that come true yes in about the first year but then they couldn't keep up with my demand because they spread themselves a little thin mm -hmm. with taking on a lot of wholesale accounts and they had to cut me off for 90 days during the peak season and I was a soap shop so I decided at that time that I started looking for another source as a backup, and I said, you know what? I just need to do this myself. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, when I decided to make uh, to make soap and eventually land here in Pine Island. And How so, did you learn to make soap? Did you learn from the mom and yes, pop? Sure? Okay. Yes. So I worked for them for a year. Uh -huh. So I did production for six months, and I did the front of the house for six months as okay. a manager. Yes, and in that time, it was a crash course. 
let me tell you. And making soap is sounds romantic, but let me tell you, it's hard work. It's heavy. It's messy. It's dangerous. Um, but I fell in love with it. Right. And so I didn't have the recipes or anything, so I did my own research, and I came up with a recipe, and that is still my recipe 12 years later. Wow. The same base. Always always uh, compare it to, like, Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know? That's their recipe. Mm-hmm. The soap that I'm that I make is my recipe. Although I do custom make soaps for people should they want... Um, uh, let's say it's a coffee shop, you know, I can brew their coffee and put their product in the soap. So they're not selling my soap, they're selling their product. Mm-hmm. And that's really fun for me because it's always a challenge. And I don't do a lot of that, but um, I recently just did one for a local company here. And, wow. Uh, so, yes, I loved it. I loved it and I still love it, but it's just getting a little too hard for me to manage. Well, and you're you're helping these other stores. You're you know you're making something for them. They can sell in their stores, right? Amazing. And which I don't which I don't do much of anymore because yeah. of because of what as the expansion that I've experienced here. Once I uh, was able to secure that building on Birdsong and Stringfellow back in 2017 mm-hmm. in the summer, and I was actually looking for a manufacturing facility because I was going to continue on my wholesale path mm-hmm. and um, the county, Lee County went, uh, uh, said I couldn't make soap there. So I started looking at other buildings and calling Lee County and they said, well, you can't make soap there. You can make soap in Fort Myers. And, and I'm like, well, I don't want to be in Fort Myers. I'm not going to Fort Myers to make soap. Uh, the city of Cape Coral would allow me to make soap with some ridiculous assessment fee. Um, you know, just throw in an extra grand. We'll let you make soap, you know. So <laughs> so then I called the county and I said, what building on Pine Island can I make soap in? And they said, there aren't any. So, so anyway, I decided to take the building, spread my wings a little bit, and offer uh, well-thought-up other products. Um, it was very slim when I opened. I had just soap, basically, and I had a friend making little seashell art, and really there wasn't a whole lot in in that shop when I opened. Very, really, very little. I just kind of made the space look smaller, so the store looked fuller. I kind of cut cut things off, and uh, then I built. I built up, and now I have a very nice selection of products and and gifts, unique, and I work with. Turkey. I work with uh, an Indian import company. I work with a lot of locals, and I've just really gotten pretty good at it, if I must say so myself. I, I, it, because it's quality. It's not about tourism. To me, it's really about community. I'm I, I, my my focus is on the residents of Pine Island, and. Earning a customer, it's not about the sales that day, it's about did I get a customer today? Because I have customers from back in 2009 in December when I opened, they're still customers of mine. So 
that's how I look at the value of the people that come into my shop. I don't look at them as, you know, a sale. I look at them as a potential long-term customer, which uh, probably most of my friends are my customers. Of course. Did they ever share with you the concern over where you can and cannot make soap? Is it the soda yeah, hydroxide? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And, and, you know, it's just the old school, in my opinion. I get it back 25, 30 years ago. It, I totally get it because the lie would come in thick paper bags. Should that crack open and and mix with gasoline or anything else? You're talking a disaster. Mm-hmm. But it's come a long way. And now I order lie in two-pound bottles with a secure lid on it and there's no way that lye is going to mix with anything. It, it, I could throw that bottle in a bucket of water and, and, it, and it'd probably be safe. So I think sometimes you get caught their claws in and they just don't want to change mm-hmm. their, their guidelines. So then how did the you order 600 bars, which was your kind of a wing and a prayer and the risk. Yes, it was. How did you then find the opportunity of Bonita Springs? Well, I had, I had lived here. Uh, I had lived here from 2005, um, and then I, when I went, I went back to Colorado in the beginning of 2009 when I worked for that soap shop and stuff. Um, so I had worked part time there. Oh, okay. So you knew about it. Already. Yeah, so I knew about it, and I I knew I could I could do it. It wasn't easy. Five years. Uh, it was it was hand and mouth. I mean, it would be do I order food or do I put gas in my car? I I did that for five years. Wow. But I was determined. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Yes, you were, and you made it. And and I always find, I'm always grateful for what I have. And I don't focus too much on what I don't have. Mm -hmm. So I would go in there every day and just be grateful for the people that came around, for, you know, just every, everything. Mm -hmm. And so I might have not had much money, but I was happy, I guess is Mm -hmm. the point. And then how did you transition then from flea market to physical building, you know, retail location? And Bonita Springs and Pine Island, they're not far, but they're not close. You didn't, like, move down the block. Yeah, this is one of my favorite stories because it was the start (laughs) of of it, really. Um, So being at the flea market four years, I loved it every day. But one day I went in and I didn't like it anymore. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not having fun anymore. So I gave my notice. And I, because I had earned a a lot of customers, and I was focusing on the the wholesale part of the business at that time, um, I went mobile. And online, I would meet people in church parking lots on the corner of I-75 and I-9 with a brown paper bag exchanging for money all the time. I took soaps with me everywhere. If I went to a restaurant, I would tip the waitresses with soap. I gained a lot of businesses. Uh, I mean, business from local waitresses, bartenders, just, I just tried to get my soap everywhere I could. Um, and, um, and, but I needed a place, I needed a place at one point to make the soap. And I used to do these little, you know, how you do the little 
shows, I call them shows or setups. I used to set up at the McGregor Country Club in Fort Myers with my soaps. I'd bring my soaps and whatever else and set up a little table there. It was very small, very quaint. They had about eight vendors, and it was ladies' night. And anyway, this gentleman would stop at my table, and he was an entrepreneur, and he was trying to launch a small business himself. And um, he was from Pine Island, and he kept saying, I said, I just need a place to make soap. I just need a place to make soap. And he says, well, I have a home in Pine Island, and the whole downstairs is unoccupied. And there's a kitchen, and there's even a bedroom, and I'm not using it. You could come make soap there. And I didn't make a decision that, but when he came back and the same thing was offered, I said, you better be careful what you're offering. (laughs) Because because I might just take you up on it. And I ended up saying, okay. And sight unseen, I never even went to the house. You didn't go and look at it? Nope. I packed up. I think I, I think I was actually looking for a place to stay because I was no longer at the flea market. I packed up and I landed, Landed there and set up shop. You are one brave person. Sight unseen. Yeah, and yeah. we're still friends today. Cool. Yeah. And now you're living on Pine Island full time, correct? Yeah. So originally, like I'd rent rooms in people's houses, which is really not a bad way to go because <laughs> um, you can live in some pretty nice places right yes. in a room. Yes. <laughs> yes. And yes. I'm very simple, I'm very quiet. I didn't have pets. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't smoke. I didn't have any of those things that were undesirable. I don't even listen to music. So, um, so I'm just, people barely knew I was there. You were there. the perfect guest. <laughs> and, uh, but eventually, um, and then I would rent some places on my own for a year and then, you know, they would come and go. So I was pretty unsettled that way. But once I solidified the store, that's really like my home. Um, but it wasn't, uh, conducive to live there. So, um, eventually in 2022, a month before COVID hit, I had an event. I have events. I have one coming up. Yeah. We want to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And uh, they're really, really well received. Um, it's an offering unlike any offering probably so unique to to the people of Pine Island. It's like a metaphysical twist. I'll have a numerologist, a tuning fork, tarot reader, food oracle deck reader, uh, vendors like um, a smoothie smoothie bar. Somebody's going to be selling smoothies and, and ultra art and jewelry. So I have a few vendors, but, but mostly I have providers. And I'll have healing, sound healer there. There's four people coming that are flying in or driving in to be at this event for me. Just amazing. I've formed friendships with them over the years. I have somebody that's an expert in crystals coming just to do some Q&A. So there's no charge. This is really not about the money. It's about making connections. So if, if there's a modality there that can help somebody or, you know, everybody's different. But, you know, you, you make connections. We all do. We, we usually know our gut's usually right when we make a connection that there's, there's worth more discussion there. And so it's an introduction. And it's also what I consider a customer appreciation day because I flip the bill. I, I provide nice little snacks and little 
drinks too, you know. And I I always have one drink, drink. That's it. Yeah. So there's no full bar, but there's a little special drink that's being offered. And um, so I'm really looking forward. This next event is coming up August 26th. It's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it's not far off. And I always have a theme. And yes. you have to explain that. I was going to ask you, what is what does that mean? The so infinity the, the theme. So, oh, infinity and the number eight. Yeah. Well, it was simple to marry them together because it's the same symbol. Oh, just turned the other way. And oh. my friend, the numerologist, you know, I've learned a lot about numbers and and infinity just kept coming to my mind. So I just decided to use those. The one I was referring to back in 2020, 2020, 2020. So it was, it was uh, a polydrome. So that's how I hyped up my event because it was a polydrome. So February 2nd, 02. So 0202, and then it was 2020. 2020. Was that cool? Oh, that <laughs> is very cool. And I was so excited about that, that I think the excitement and, is infectious in a way because I, that would allow other people to get excited, to kind of rub off on them. Yeah, it's a, yeah. You know, it's a palindrome, and so many people learn the meaning of that word. What's that? They didn't know. They didn't know until you threw that yeah, party, yeah. that event. You and you have lots of events. I mean, I know this one's a big one coming up for you, but you also have like pop-ups and events. Oh well, yes, you know I do sometimes. Like this one is the first indoor one. I usually have it outside. And this is a hot in the middle of the summer, so it'll be interesting because I only have so much space. I'm just wondering where the people are going to be because it's going to be a full house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, with just the vendors and the the the, um, the providers that that are going to be there, it's going to be like, where does the people? Go? So I can't wait to find out how that works and flows. But I know it will. It always yeah. does. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. That's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. So you talked a little bit about your crash course on making soap. But if this translation is okay, that was learning how to follow the recipe to produce the product. What's it? That's very, very different, though, from developing the recipe. So, what were some of? I have to imagine there a fair amount of trial and error and that kind of stuff to get to this recipe that you now have been used for twelve years. Well, you know, when I worked for the soap shop, I wasn't paying any mind to to any, but I was just following instruction. So. I, I'm, you know, I, I kind of got the base, but when I did my first uh, research, I came up with a recipe based on different qualities of oils, like olive oils, conditioning, uh, coconut oil will harden the bar, um, castor oil is a good foaming agent. So you have different properties. So I really investigated and looked in and decided to put four oils together. And, um, I nailed it, my very first batch, and I haven't changed it since no, day good. one. It's the it same works. recipe since day one, since that very first trial batch. That was a heck of a trial batch. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was a very small batch. I didn't even scent it because I, I was a really low on cash. And I didn't even have enough for the essential hills. I'm just like, but I had to make it. You have to get started. Right. You just can't let, if you let things keep stopping you, then you stop. So I just keep going any, any way I can. So uh, then the molds got bigger. And, <laughs> and now I get oils 
on a flat uh, on a pallet mm. uh, with a semi truck coming down here, you know. But I have a different location where I make the soap. So, so that's uh, it was easy then because it just was a really well balanced soap. And now with the essential oils, mostly those came about because I like the smells or. Or it was what I was originally offering back in the day um, when I opened. And but we do special soaps. Like my son, um, he he apprenticed with me for two years, so he's he's he has a trade he could fall back on. He is more geared to the men's sense. So <laughs> you know, he, he made fire and ice, which is very popular. Ooh. And uh, we just he just made another one, and we're calling it. Um, Tennessee Hennessy. Is that a whiskey or a bourbon? Yeah, it's, it's yeah a drink. I knew it. Yeah, I yeah. knew you were yeah. going to say it was alcohol yeah. related. You know, they're but, all drinking these bourbons and whiskey. Yeah, and that's the only one we've ever done like that. But mm-hmm. so th- this, I've done custom soaps like for Goodwill Industry, and she came out and she married lime, and she just looked at the essential oils I had in it. She gave it a lot of thought. <laughs> we we did a lot of little mixtures until she came up with what she wanted to offer. So, and then I would put it together for her. And that was for Goodwill? Goodwill Industries, yes. Goodwill Industries. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yeah. huge then. Yep, 150 bar order, which isn't that, you know, it's it's, it's not a huge order, but... Sizable. I have a connection with Goodwill uh, Industries because I took a course from them, and they've been very supportive of me for for years for years yeah you built a lot of relationships yes yeah when you said 2020 that reminded me of covid yes and um i read how you you know you promoted um hand washing you know as to fight uh dis, you know disease and and, and yes and, i was allowed to stay open yes they, uh, I, I called both the governor's office and Lee County's office, and I, I, they both agreed that I, I was um, essential mm-hmm. because of uh, the cleansing. And I, in, in 2020 is when I bought my house. I bought my house uh, a little, um, a little place in Ocelia, so I'm not roaming around. The, when did you then begin to act? Or excuse me, uh, incorporate uh, the charcoal into the products? Because I think that's you. That's the heart and soul of my company is the activated charcoal soap. Mm-hmm. The mom and pop that I worked for offered a activated charcoal soap, and it had a bamboo scent, which was a scent. I don't do scents. I will for custom soap if they provide it, but I don't buy scents. I only use essential oils because you have to draw the line somewhere. While I was working there, my my son lived in Denver, and he suffered from severe cystic acne. And uh, so him and um, his fiance came up, and she bought the charcoal soap from the shop because I was working the shop. And they and uh, he was working at Best Buy, but anyway, she took the soap home, and he started using the soap. And I went down to Denver two weeks later to visit. And I'm just looking at my son, and I'm going, his face was tamed, is a good way to put it, tamed, and it was starting to clear up just a little bit. And I'm like, what are you doing? Because I spent like 30, at least $30,000 with dermatologists trying to help my child. It just nothing, nothing did. 
and then that charcoal soap did. That's how I came about the activated charcoal soap. And when I ordered, when I started ordering soap from them, I came up with my lavender, orange, and clary sage essential oil blend. And as as long as I could order um, 180 bars at a time, they would custom make the soap for me because they had these big molds to hold 80 pounds of soap. So that's how I I worked around that. Imagine he was very happy with the results. Yes, and and you know, as as mother senior, you know, child suffer with something like that for so many years, you know, I I really felt passionate about the product. And it's not just for acne. It, it's a good detoxer. Think about a water filtration. Yes. Um, it's activated carbon. It's activated charcoal, and it because it's very porous, it'll it'll attract impurities to itself and, and clean it. So it's a good detox for your skin. I always, not so much anymore because I, I don't meet as many people that like to do like internal cleanses and stuff. Um, but to use the activated charcoal soap with the cleanse, it really can help because you're trying to, you know, you can get the toxins out of your body, but you're also aiding it by drying them. So So for soap production, for somebody that simply uses it, (laughs) when you say, like, if you were to say today, okay, I'm going to start to make soap, is that a one-day, two-day, five-day, week process? I mean, what is it in terms of, like, from I'm going to make soap until, let's say, it's sitting on the shelf at the store? Well, that's a good question. And um, uh, the, the, the different soap makers all have different guidelines. It's not a standard industry. It just isn't, especially for uh, soap makers like me, you know, that aren't commercial. Um, If I have all the ingredients, uh, I will, uh, I make, my batches make um, 120 bars. I have four molds, makes 120 bars. Um, So you you get the oil blend together, so all the four oils together, and then you add the uh, lye water solution, um, which has been sitting for an hour because when you add the lye to the distilled water, the water heats up to 200 degrees Fahrenheit. And so you have to let it come down or to burn the oils or, you know, it just won't. It won't work right. So I like to do it when it comes down to about 105 degrees Fahrenheit. And the oils have to be um, liquefied. They don't have to be cooked. They have to be melted. If they're not already melted, like olive oil, you don't have to melt. But coconut oil and palm oil, you do. And uh, so then I just mix it in a stainless steel pan with a, with a, a stick blender, and it doesn't take long at all. Because it comes to trace pretty quick, and you have to get it poured into those molds, or it'll start turning. The lyles keep working, and they'll start turning into like mashed potatoes. So it's very time critical once you introduce that lye solution, water solution to the oils. You don't answer the phone. No. You don't do anything. <laughs> no interruption. Yeah, no interruptions. <laughs> and some of the essential oils that I use, like the fire and ice I mentioned early, which is also we have the activated charcoal in it. Those oils are very strong, wintergreen, clove, 
um, spearmint, and they seize. So once they touch that batter, they just they just start you know wanting to make that a bar of soap already, you know. So you have to really work quick, and it can be very tricky. So once you get it in the mold, I cover them up with a blanket. I call, I put them to bed. Aww. And then uh, one of my favorite parts is the next morning, I'll take the covers off, I'll open the soap, and it's like magic every time. There's this loaf of soap, beautiful soap. So it would feel like Christmas every time I'd go to, you know, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, you know. Because it is pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, you said the air conditioning now with the new space is going to help with the soap. Oh, because of the cure time. Yeah. So the sodium hydroxide, obviously, is the caustic. So it could burn you. Oh. <laughs> and that's why it's dangerous to make soap. If you were to get it splashed in your eye, it would probably blind you. Oh. So you have to be really careful. Uh, my belief is the, the water solution evaporates out of the soap within the first 48 hours. So I, I will use the soap three days later, but more importantly that it still has a high water, water concentration in it because the water is still going to evaporate over time. Six months, there still could be some water content in there. And so you want to allow it to harden really good and hard. You can use it, but if there's a little water content, it's gonna, the, soap, the bar of soap is going to break down sooner. Okay. And it won't have as long as a, a life as a hard bar. So if you see my soaps in the shop and you see that the label doesn't look tight and you wonder why, why didn't they tighten the label? Well, the bar of soap actually has shrunk. And which is also why where you'll see my discount soaps because if they lose too much weight, they're kicked off of my line. Okay. Because I, I, I like to sell four ounces or over. So if they get undersized, they get discounted or chopped up for little guest soaps. Mm -hmm. I don't waste any soap. No. And I don't believe there's mistakes. I've had some bad batches during the process. um, And, you know, you just learn. It's, it's, you know, it's not a mistake. It's a a learning process. So you mentioned sodium hydroxide being caustic. Um, Are you gloved up, goggled up? I mean, what kind of safety precautions? Yes, I, um, I usually have all jeans on. Uh, socks and shoes, solid foundation, um, gloves, goggles. It's tricky because of the fumes. They're very well, can, be, yes. uh-huh. can be very dangerous. They're very powerful, and I'm sure I have have had a lot of, too many fumes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> maybe that explains some things. <laughs> Recently, I've found a better. Uh, with the uh, help of a friend, found a better ventilation system to use. I would actually hold my breath and stir in the lye water. I'd be holding my breath, and then I'd run out of the building to breathe because I didn't have ventilation. But now you do. Yeah, now I do. I don't have to worry about you then. Right. You give your space to people, to artists, and it's so kind of you. I, I noticed the flowers come. But I didn't know how often the the little... So the flower truck, um, a customer said, you know, I went there was this little cute little flower truck and, and it was in Fort Myers and that'd be so nice to have out here. So I reached out to them and they agreed to come once a month, okay. which is the second Friday. Okay. They are opening their own brick and mortar in Fort Myers. So they are going to cancel 
uh, August and September. Um, I wish them well. They're doing the build out. And, you know, Pine Island's a little bit of a stretch, you know. It's, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and it's slow. So I understand. I get it, you know. Um, and they're sitting out there in the heat, too. So I get it. All these things combined, they've decided to to focus on their their new venture. Um, it's been great to have them. They have a lot of good energy. I'm a flower lover. Um I just like to see the people be so happy, you know. Some come in my shop, some don't. But it's not about that. It's just really about an offering. I like to provide offerings mm -hmm. for people. Uh, the yoga, we, we're having yoga three mornings a week. Uh, we don't really advertise because we really haven't had to because there's only so much space. Um, and... You know, if we have eight to 10 people, that's a full house. So should I advertise? We probably couldn't accommodate anybody. Um, it is summer. It's a little slower now. So that has been instrumental in a lot of people's lives that have just needed that community. I think it's more about community support um, kind of in a way. It's pretty remarkable. I, get, I go to yoga. Oh, sure. So was been introduced to, to my life and it's enriched my life I believe just the connections you make with these amazing people and talents uh the one market I did before Christmas I just thought um you know I'm just going to invite people to come out and just set up mm -hmm. just set up and sell your wares and and people really appreciated that because it was like a one-stop Christmas shopping right you know it wasn't just my store it was Wow, and then, and then somebody who specialized in Christmas ornaments, somebody was making little, you, you know, uh, I think, you know, Deb was there with her scarves. It was just, Kelly was there with her art. Mm -hmm. uh, even the big guy, uh, the the shirt, uh, Dave Connor with the Okilia mm -hmm. custom apparel. Um, this is my friend that does the Tagua jewelry. It was, and a lady that does embroidery, it was just, it was just a nice combination. Well, it was so nice of you to offer all that space for People them. really appreciate it, and I'll probably do that again come Christmas. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, back when you talk about your event on Saturday the 26th, I, for, I think we forgot to um, make sure people know the hours of when that will be, when they can come, et cetera. So, we are um, going to host the event. It's going to open at 10 a.m., and we're going to close it at 3 and um, you'll just come in and you'll kind of figure out what it is you want to learn about or, or who you want to talk to or get a reading from. Um, I, I, hopefully this, uh, we're going to have an, a woman who's going to demonstrate aerial yoga. So that's going to be out front yeah, under desk because of the sun. It's going to happen. And it's going to be in the morning. Yeah. So what I decided, like with my, my two, the aerial yoga, have it in the morning, maybe a half hour or stuff. But, you know, if somebody's really interested, she can take them out there during the day, right? And and show them or answer any questions. And the same thing with my sound healer friend driving in from uh, Texas, which which we've done a lot of sound healings at, at the shop because she comes to visit Pine Island. She loves Pine Island. Mm -hmm. And um, we met at my shop, and I had some crystal bowls for, for sale. And she says, oh, I'm a sound healer. I'm <laughs> So we'll bring them in. 
and she had a little, we had a little concert right there when I first met her. And I set up a little table for her and people would come into the shop and I'd say, we're having a sound concert. Welcome, you know, and they can do their <laughs> shopping or whatever, or listen. And, and so we'll, because she has a gong now, <laughs> it's very loud. I'm also going to have her at a particular time because <laughs> I don't think you could have the gong going the whole time. And she'll stay set up to answer any questions and people can ding the bowls or stuff. But, but I really want her to give the full on sure uh concert you know for for a short time there I think you're doing mini massages i read yes well, we're gonna have a um, massage therapist there and and she will be doing i'm not sure how how she's gonna do that but of course it'll be you know limited but obviously so well, yeah. it'll be her thing yeah yes and drop by i like yeah. how he can just come in and Walk around and look. And yes. Yeah. And there'll be door prizes and oh, raffles. Wow. Oh. And although I did said I flipped the bill this year, I've decided I'm going to do a 50 50 and um, uh, I am going to try to recoup. So I usually don't in the past, but um, I'm going to do a 50 50 and it's, everything's transparent. I, I, you know, hey, it's going to me. <laughs> I'll pay for the food, <laughs> you know, and cover the expenses. And, and, so I think that's okay, you know? That's a clever business. Because I'm not charging people to come in the door. Right. And the people that do the readings, um, they are accepting love donations. So you give what you feel. Um, you, you know, most people that are familiar with these kind of know the industry standard. So some don't, but that's okay. You just give what, what you can, if you can, um, and what you what value you put on it, you know? And so they can walk away with something. And and then the vendors that'll be there are selling the altar art, the jewelry, uh, the smoothies. Um, whom I'm, I'm leaving out somebody. They will be photography. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Well, I wrote I wrote this all down. Oh, the photographer. Oh, uh, yes, our local photographer Michelle Murphy, and she had a brainstorm the other night, and I think she's going to be offering a portrait. Oh. So we'll get her a backdrop. That'll be a big hit. And I think she's going to offer. Uh, she, she, we have her art hanging up in there now. Mm-hmm. So she'll be able to sell her art and talk about her art and how she gets the pictures. It's mostly nature pictures, lightning. She's very passionate about her lightning shots and stuff. But I thought the portrait would be really fun for people. Very fun. Yeah. Can you sell her photography? Yes, I sell her photography. Yes. Speaking of art and photography, or this isn't photography, but your um, murals that were done, that's done on the building by a local artist. Yes, Roland. Yes, that's yes. fabulous. Yes, Wendy uh, and Roland are friends of mine. They're great customers. And I, so Roland did the a mural of, um, I think it was Ukraine president or something in Fort Myers. It was a big deal. It was on news. And anyway, so when I I wanted a mural and I thought, why not have a local do it? And I thought of Roland. And that started something because he's done the Eagle's Nest and he's done the one in Matt Lachey. They're beautiful. Yeah. It just was the right fit. I mean, why not do business with somebody that does business with you? Sure. It's just the perfect balance. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, you've already got a lot of plans, obviously, but any other future things that you're willing to discuss or things that you've kind of got in the hopper, but 
you know, won't do maybe till season comes or later in the year kind of thing? Well, I'm just really, um, I, I'm, I'm hoping to do another big, big indoor outdoor event. Um, uh, my mother's birthday, March 3rd. And, um, that'll be nice because you really need the outside. Uh, and I'll have a ring date. So, um, cause uh, it'll have a lot of effort in that one will be pretty big. Uh, March 3rd is a good time of year. Yeah, here it is now. a good, I mean, believe it's a Sunday, which I like too. Oh, nice. Um, I just have just such an expanded inventory right now. I just found, I went to Texas, like, you know, and visit my sound dealer friend, Suzette. And we ended up in a little metaphysical store, yoga slash studio. And just, just found some really nice quality products. And they've shared their sources with me. So I'm excited to have new found sources for some stones and, and, and bowls and stuff like that. So other than that, uh, no big plans. Okay. And when's the store actually open for people that want to come browse and hopefully purchase? So the summer hours are uh, Tuesday through Saturday, uh, 11 till 4 during the week, and Saturday it closed at 3. So that's going to change. That'll change in October. When they all and, come back. And, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was very, uh, If hopefully they can come back. Let's just, I'm hoping that, I, I've been a one-person show this entire time. I've never had an employee. Um, so I do everything. I do absolutely everything. And uh, it really would be nice to kind of form a, little partnership or 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 have somebody that's retired that just wants you know to come and get a little extra cash you know and be a subcontractor or something and just you know if I could find a good fit because I really would like to be open more days and um hours I've in the past always been closed on Sundays and Mondays because you need those two days back to back maybe someone listening to the podcast will call you yes and what is the best way to get a hold of you? Is it face, um, Facebook or yeah. your website or your... Um, my website is pretty limited to um, a few products. And I certainly don't have everything up there, but it's a way f- to allow people to place an order when they are up north. But I always suggest if they can to email me at um, SweeneysSOS at Gmail uh, because I give them specials i'll give them if you've ever been in my store you get the in-store special so like on the internet on seven dollars a bar but i'll offer the six for 36 because it fits perfectly and it makes sense you get the best buck for your shipping and so that's a good way and i do have the sweeney's sos on facebook which is more up to date with activities and you can always call me and i have my number on the outside of the building and that's 720-933-0773. That's that Colorado number that I didn't see any point in changing. It's like my signature. People know. Or you can up. always stop by, which I like to do, you know, because that's... Yes, stop, yes. stop by. Because you don't know what you're missing unless you go in there. Stop by, come check me out and check to see what the merchandise is. If you don't buy anything, don't feel bad. It's all about you'll be able to see what I'm offering. Just give me that chance. And then 
for the gentlemen out there, if you don't want to go off island at Christmas time, <laughs> and, and who wants to do that? Yeah. Um, I'll put the gift set together with a little gift tag. Should I have time? I get pretty busy. Um, but you can also kind of place your wish and, and come back the next day and pick it up. But, you know, people come in and they'll buy 20 gifts at a time easily. And so um, that's our specialty. Our, our specialty is putting, we are a gift shop. I like to give gifts too. So when, when somebody says, oh, no, don't do that. I'm like, oh, I'm a gift shop. That's what I do. <laughs> gifts. What's the SOS stand for? Sweeney being your last name. What, what, where's the SS come from? Come from, or maybe it's nefarious. Maybe no, it's no, simple. no. Actually, um, when I went back to Colorado before I uh, before I worked a day or two before I worked for the soap shop, um, this is kind of a strange story. But anyway, I kind of asked the universe, "What do I want to do?" You know, and um, actually, the soap came to my mind. I had I really can't explain it. The next day or two, I was working in a soap shop. I, I always wanted to live aboard a boat. I never got there, but I put my, I pictured myself out in the water on a boat. And so when I originally came up with SOS, I was hoping to actually have a store on a boat that sold soaps, oils, the essential oils, but combined with the carrier oils, like your olive oil, oils and spices. So originally it was for soaps, oils, and spices. And I was hoping to have a boat that went into different ports and actually had a store Aww. set up there. Well, that's not my dream anymore. 10, year, 10 15 years <laughs> later, that's okay. So now it's Sweeney's on Stringfellow. <laughs> well, you know, actually a physical building is just a grounded boat. So you're not Thank that you. far away. I like that. <laughs> I like that. And I do offer a little bit of um, oils and spices, but, but not full-blown. Well, this has just been delightful. Thank you for coming. I enjoyed, and we both enjoyed listening to you. We learned a lot. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And thanks for stopping in the shop and let, let me get the word out. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed our Pine Island Experience podcast. If you have any ideas for us, people to interview, or any comments, please feel free to email them to us at Pine Island Experience at gmail.com. That's Pine Island Experience, all one word, at gmail.com. Don't forget to like us, and you may subscribe to this podcast using all the major catchers like Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening, and remember, island life is a constant vacation. We'll see you on the next podcast.